1: Hello, hello, fam, so good to be with you. It's Kat here, and recently we did a call with all the needle movers, all of the needle movers who have ever purchased the course, Needle Movers by Guide Culture, were invited to um, a call, and it was really, really awesome. So if you don't know what Needle Movers is, it's a four-part course that helps you really filter out what's really important in your work and in your life. And how do you prioritize those things in a way that moves you forward in a way that feels really good. And it puts your whole life first, the uh, things that are most important to you, not just work, not just family. It kind of makes sense of this whole balance thing. And if you're thinking, well, where, like, where am I really supposed to put my efforts and my energy when it comes to work? Because you know, there's only so many hours in the day. This is the course that helps you understand where to put all that energy um, so that you can maximize effort and all that amazing stuff. So that's Needle Movers. Everyone who's ever purchased that course was invited to a call and it was really cool. And so part of the Needle Movers course is filling out daily deposit, which is a five part daily practice that helps you uh, really chip away at your bigger goals, your bigger purpose. So um, it's five parts thankfulness what you're learning your game day list affirmations like who you are and lastly the accountability part with winning and losing now we have episodes on this that um will be linked below so if you want to know more about the daily deposit practice it is incredible but I will tell you really quickly about the game day list portion uh the game day list is zooming in on what I had just said about needle movers which is how do you know what to focus on in your business how do you move forward? And how do you do this daily in a way that feels good and you're not sacrificing family or health or faith or any of that for the sake of moving forward? You're actually moving the needle as an entire person, as a whole person. And that's really important to us. Um, If you're new around here or if if you've been around a while, you know that moving your life as an entire person is incredibly, incredibly valuable. So anyway, the game day list zooms in on what's important. And so these things could be like, um, it depends on where you're at in life, but they could be like exercise so that you have the mental clarity to be creative. Uh, It could be um, making 20 phone calls um, to make more sales. It could be something like um, writing a sales page uh, for uh, a new launch that you're doing. It could be editing a presentation because you're about to, open a program up or sell a program, or maybe um, it's putting your slide deck together for your course, right? Like there's so many needle moving activities that could happen. And that goes on your game day list. Okay. So recently we're on the call with needle movers and the whole purpose of it was to do a game day list audit. Why? Because when people do their game day list, they often make it kind of more of a to-do list and they, or really as humans, we have kind of grown up in this to-do list culture where you just keep a running list of what you got to do and then hope that it all gets done. And if it doesn't, then it moves on to the next day and the next day and the next day. And I don't know about you, but that makes me feel like kind of a failure, kind of discouraged. And the purpose of the game day list is to have only five things. There's only five things on the game day list and you can chip away the most important things and really feel like you're making headway. So, and there's supposed to be hard things. So there are things that you would kind of rather not do, but when you do do them, it is like, wow, that felt so good. And just a side note, this is not even a Needle Movers or Daily Deposit podcast at all, but it's always relevant because what's so important, this is from like Atomic Habits and The Slight Edge, all those amazing books say this. They say what's easy to do It's also easy not to do. So you don't want to underestimate the important tasks that are just as easy to do as to not do. An example of that is reading. If you're listening to this, you are a learner. And as someone who is like really taken on the ownership of like, hey, I want to lead my family well, I want to lead my team well, I want to lead uh, my clients well, you must be a learner. And you probably already know that. If you're listening to this, But you might already have felt like, gosh, it's easy to not read, you know? Okay, that is not even what this podcast is about, but sometimes I just have to say the things. That's what I had to say. So, anyways, we're doing a game day list audit to make sure that our needle moving angels, the people we care about so much, we're doing it right. Because when you live in to do list culture and you're, you know, wanting to move the needle, it's really easy. To kind of lie to yourself about what's really important and what's not. And the last thing that we as Guide Culture want ourselves to do, and you guys who we love to do, is to lie to yourself about what's really happening in your business. And, you know, we are a sales focused company, we teach sales and leadership. And sometimes sales is the easiest thing to lie to yourself about. Why? because it's uncomfortable sometimes, especially when you might not exactly feel great about your sales skills or, you know, gosh, so many things. Like, am I talking to the right people? Am I putting out the right product or service? And is my packaging right? And all that jazz. So just so you know, I've heard the term income producing activity quite a lot in my day. Like, oh, focus on income producing activity. Focus, focus, focus. And while it might sound obvious when I say it, it's gotten to be very confused about what it actually is. Income producing activity is sales activity. That's what it is. So when we're doing this audit with our needle movers, it became obvious very quickly that needle moving activities were not always sales activities, even though a business must have sales to keep moving forward. You can have the most beautiful branding, you can have the most beautiful website, you can go to all the networking events, but if you can't sell, and if you're not choosing to sell, then your business cannot stay afloat. I was just talking in the Guide Culture Instagram DMs yesterday, and someone was like, I love talking to people, and I love my product, but when someone said to me face-to-face, hey, what do you do? I think I need to lose some weight, she could not say that she could help her. She could not get it out. And so she's really excited to sign up for the guide culture opening August 30th. And I'm excited for her too, because when you love people and you love what you do and you know, you can help them, you are obligated to sell to them. Okay. So having your sales activities confidently under your belt is crush, 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 crush. Okay. And what we found during this daily deposit audit was that people were almost like buffering against sales activity. Um, So we, the one example that came up was someone who was like studying and doing research. Now, I'm not saying she was buffering, but it's what brought up the topic. So she was uh, had studying and research on her game day list. Because like I just said, if you're a learner, it's important. Totally fair. Totally fair. Um, But something that we had just noticed going over all of the daily deposit game day lists was that um, where's the sales activity? You know, like it's one thing to write a sales page. It's another to sell. And I honestly get why this is because if you can list every activity that you have, if there was a big bowl and you could pick all the activities that you would rather do, you know, from comfortable to uncomfortable, you would probably rank sales on the more uncomfortable side, maybe somewhere with public speaking, putting yourself out there in marketing, things that are more comfortable might be designing in Canva or, you know, organizing your office or getting photos taken or working with a website designer. Those things are comfortable and fun and exciting. And honestly, that's like the high that you get when you do business. And it's also one of the biggest concerns and downfalls because I'll never forget, uh, it was 2015. I had graduated from school to be a dietitian and I was going to work for myself. And before I even knew what I was going to do, I went to an agency. I've actually never told this story. I went to an agency and paid $1,000 for a single website page, like one website page, okay? And like business cards, like a logo for business cards or something. And I had nothing to sell. I did not even know how to sell. Now, that is the stuff where you're playing business. You're not actually in business because you're only in business when you're exchanging value with someone else. Now, what do you really need to look in the eyeballs to make sure that you're not just playing business but you really are in business? Well, one of the things that you need to just know first is that you you really could wait till everything's perfect you're branding your photos, your website, you really could, or you could get just honest 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 about what sales activity is um, because you you could maximize the hundreds of people that you could talk to. Now, when you do know in your heart that it's right, even if it's not perfect, if it's eighty percent ready, you can sell from your heart and create an, an amazing experience from someone. Okay, for someone. Now, one of the things that people don't outright say it this way, but they say it by the way they act is, "I'm gonna go like learn Instagram. I'm gonna go um, get." you know, get more people talking to me in DMs. I think I need to have a more clear ICA, ideal client um, in my, you know, kind of Instagram branding. And really, that's kind of sort of marketing, except it's not. And I'll explain why. Uh, I feel like marketing, from the time I was in college, it almost had this wrap of like, you know, how do you make things beautiful so that people like want to talk to you and approach you or something like colors and branding and all that stuff. And that's it's honestly just not true. And, and I'm so excited to talk about why that is not true. Because marketing isn't some weird abstract thing. It's not an app. Marketing is not TikTok. Marketing is not posting. Marketing is not being in a Facebook group. Marketing is not Instagram stories. It's not any of that. Marketing is just this. Okay, ready? If you haven't heard anything yet. Marketing is just going to market. Marketing is just going to market. Where people... Are. marketing is going to market where people are now if you're not if you're not going to market then you're not in business isn't that interesting going to market so let's talk we're going to talk about a farmers' market because I think we've all at least seen one or I think we've probably all been to something like that where there's a big group and there's all these tables set up and you walk by them and you see what you want well the people who set up the tables, That's really great. Like they went to market. But what's also interesting is that you don't get a, like you don't get a check mark. You don't get an A plus just for going to market. You kind of have to participate in market, right? So you go to market where the right people are who are ready to buy, i.e. people who need groceries or um, honey or, you know, art or whatever the case is. Um, So what's interesting about that is you could set up your table all day long, but it really does not matter unless you know how to participate in the market. Because what's so kind of sad and scary, but also really cool once you realize it, is that the best product does not win. The one that sells, the person who can sell, wins. Another way of saying that, you know, is you could put out your table at the market, you could announce that you're gonna be at the farmer's market, you could do all this stuff, but like, it just doesn't matter unless you get the attention of people and you can have conversations with them and you create an experience for them and with them that makes them want to buy from you because you are worth buying from and going all the way back to the game day list when I'm saying it's it's one thing to like you know kind of study and research and all this stuff but it's another to put yourself into the market so the example where this even was born from was me saying hey who do you want to buy from? I asked the needle movers this. I said, who do you want to buy from? The person who is, you know, stowed away in their home office, like making labels and like perfecting their Canva branding and making sure that it's all the right colors and the website looks good. Or would you buy honey? Because honey's the example, okay? The honey label or or the person who you know, they say, you know what, I don't even have a label, but what I do have is amazing honey that I believe in, that is delicious, that is good for you, and all I have is a table. So I'm going to go to market, I'm going to put on some music, I'm going to dance around. Imagine, imagine me dancing in my office right now. You go dance around, you put on some music, you say, hey, what's your name? Oh my gosh, do you like honey? You know, you want a sample, and then you just have fun, and you enjoy, and you get attention, and you create an experience for people, and all of a sudden, people are like, kind of pointy and laughing, but they also kind of want to dance with you. And they tell their friends about you because you're like the funny person who was dancing with honey. And you, and you laughed and you enjoyed and you believed, you believed in yourself enough to put yourself out there. You believed in your product enough to, you know, honestly, just put it out there to let your product be sold. And that is you believing in your value because you know that it's worth being imperfectly packaged with that growing enthusiasm. Like I've said before, perfecting your enthusiasm is way more important than some imperfect packaging. We can work behind the scenes all day long, but going to market, being confident as you are at the market, okay, because you can go, but it's really about participating in market that matters so much. And you know, when when someone stops and says, oh my gosh, like you're so fun, I want to buy your honey. It's like, what if they say, well, how much is it? Or does this contain like, is it pasteurized? Is it healthy for me? Can my daughter have this? Can my dog eat this? You know, do you feel confident in answering those questions and really dialoguing with someone and helping them feel confident in their decisions? Do you feel that way? Because it's that, those moments where you realize, oh, this is what the market is thinking. These are the questions that they have. And guess what? What's so cool is that once you dialogue with people and you have these confident conversations, you can pour that dialogue back into your FAQ pages on your website, into your copy, into the way that you make videos and podcasts and YouTube videos or whatever marketing tool you want to use it doesn't matter your sales skills that com- that confident conversation skill is what gets poured back into your marketing tool and that is what is so freeing about having confident conversations, which really only come with sales skills. And that is why, like I've said, we will die on the hill of people having sales skills because it makes life so much more fun, so much more enjoyable, and actually helps serve people. Because when you can communicate what you have for someone else, and then they can win from it, that makes their life better too. It actually expands your life and it expands their life. And you actually get to continue doing what you love, right? Because like I said, you're in business once you actually participate in market. Sometimes, and I've been told this by graduates before, is man, I, I was playing business before I learned how to sell. I was completely playing business. And while that's such like a humble like thing to admit. It also just broke my heart because I thought, wow, you really have something that people need. Um, you, you help people with their health and you were not even in business yet. Because people couldn't understand how to buy from you. And it just makes me so excited. I want to invite you to something where you will get so much more clarity around this. It is called Confident 10K Conversations. This is how you can learn how to really sell without any trendy tactics, without skipping strategies and feeling like you're jerked left and right with, oh no, here's how you sell. Sell in your sleep. Uh, Go evergreen. Just do a webinar once and you're good to go. Just send an email. It's fine. Is it though? Is it though? Because it's really about participating in the marketplace, and you, my friend, have value, and you can do this. That is exactly what we're going to be talking about and sharing some amazing stories with you in Confident 10K Conversations. You can register with the link in this podcast. It's going to be taking place live August 30th. It's going to be live, virtually live. and uh, just cannot wait to see you. Tell your friends who are in business to register for this because I really think that the freedom of mind that you're going to get when you realize how simple it is to have Confident 10K Conversations. And the reason why we say 10K is because Because we had a student who very shortly after graduating, I don't even think she had fully graduated the program yet, but she had learned one of the most crucial skills to having a confident conversation. She was already successful. So just hearing um, the tweaks that she was able to make, she was able to make three $10,000 sales in 90 minutes. That was her package price. And she was able to sell three in 90 minutes. So it was a 30K afternoon and it's a it's a 10k conversation right and and what's really cool we have another girl a sweet um graduate who sells a a passive program like an evergreen program where she people could buy it anytime it's not an open cart close cart situation and so she's like man like yeah it's passive but it still needs to be sold like, I still need to sell it, and there's people who still ask questions about it. It doesn't just run on autopilot, um, but what's cool is that now her conversations do run on autopilot. She knows where to pull the trigger, as she says, so that she can say what needs to be said to make her, um, her kind of, quote, passive product sell actively, um, and she said that when she first makes a sale to someone, because it's a reoccurring product, it's built up to like 15 or $20,000 monthly recurring revenue. So she's like, for me, it is 10k conversations, like the first sale might not be 10,000. But over the course of time, it has absolutely built up to multiple tens of thousands, because I had those 10k conversations as many times as I wanted to. And that's the cool thing about sales is there's no limit to how many sales you can make really, really beautiful and so much hope as the entrepreneur or business owner or leader who just wants the best for people and you know that your product is good. um, At least I hope you do. And if you don't, then sometimes you need to be sold on yourself. And if that's the case, then still come because you will learn something. Uh, We cannot wait to have you. It's August 30th. Confident 10K Conversations. We'll see you so soon.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And we hope this episode encouraged you in your journey. Come join us over at the Winner's Circle Facebook group of online entrepreneurs who are winning the game of life. The link is down in the show notes. We'll see you there.